I'm Andrea Collins. And I'm Shelly Zorn. This is Let's Talk Thomasville, a podcast about storytelling through perspectives of the past, our value of today, and our imagination for tomorrow. Welcome to Let's Talk Thomasville. I'm Andrea Collins, and I'm here with my co-host, Shelly Zorn. Uh, most people think we're partners in crime. She does most of the crime. <laughs> Just kidding, but we're really excited to um, introduce um, our next set of um, guests to the podcast. We have a husband and wife team who owns South Life Supply Company downtown. So we've got the Abbots. So welcome Thank to you. Let's Talk Thomasville. Thanks for being here. Um, usually when we're meeting with folks, we're always looking at the phone like we're talking to them. Right. So. We're just going to make eye contact and talk around the table. <laughs> try. If that's okay. Try. And try. Yeah, I for sure. The phone's not there. Yeah, but um, essentially this um, season we are really wanting to capture the stories of small business. And Shelly and I have heard your story a lot of times, but a lot of listeners out there haven't. So, uh, Shelly, I'm going to, you know, bounce it over to you and let you kick it off with the very first question. Okay. So, the first question we usually ask everybody is, what was the seed of the idea? What is the spark that started the idea? And I don't know which one of you want to, to go. I know it was I'll take this thing. one. I'll take it. Well, awesome. I'll okay. take it. Okay. So, so, tell, so, tell the listeners who you are. I am Kelly Abbott, co-owner of South Life Supply Co., and how did this all start? So I like to liken it to um, a version of Forrest Gump because <laughs> we have literally Forrest Gumped our way through this whole thing. That's what I feel like. You know, we're we're 11 years in now, and you know, I feel like we're just now getting to the point to where it's making sense. I guess you know, like solid ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been quite the journey so um the way south life got started was actually another company called lizzie J's. is how we got started in all this um i was a nurse um my wife heather is, was a pharmaceutical rep so uh we were kind of in between jobs actually both of us at the same time i was doing some home health care she was had been laid off at the time um and so i was at home Kind of looking for a job, not looking for a job, just, you know, really taking a break because um, she and I both had had pretty strenuous careers. I'd say you know. so if you're in the healthcare field. Yeah, I mean, I was working nights, weekends, um, you know, she was, you know, on the road all the time going to training, just it was constant something, you know, but anyway, so when we were in this transition, I had... Uh, when I got out of high school, I had gone into the military. So I was had gone into the Air Force, and um, we had done, you know, some survival school training and things like that. So I was cleaning out a closet one day, and I found some of my old Air Force stuff. And um, when we went through survival training, we used a lot of parachute cord and stuff like that. So I was cleaning out some bags and all this, and uh, found that stuff, and I made a bracelet out of that old parachute cord. And... Um, I think I wore it at church one day or something, and some of my friends were like, "Oh my God, that's so cool!" You know, that so that actually became a thing where people were making stuff out of parachute cord. I remember that. You know. Yeah. And it, it was a really big thing, and we were, you know, I like to say we're always two to three years ahead of the curve, and it didn't always work out for us. You know. <laughs> you didn't yeah, know you were, but you yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was just trying to kind of keep busy, and uh, my friends were like, "Oh, you ought to try and sell those," and. 
I had never sold anything before in my life. You know, I always knew I was going to be a nurse for the rest of my life. I was going to clock in and You're clock out. You're taking care of people. And that was it, you know. And um, so I started making this stuff, and uh, I had no idea how to sell anything or what the process was or what I needed to do. So um, I made up some bracelets, and I, I went to Hobby Lobby, and I bought some wooden dowels, and I made this rickety stand, and I put these bracelets on them, you know, and I would take them around and try and sell them, you know, consign them, not sell them. I was just hoping somebody would, you know, do something with them because I had no idea. And now was Heather along for the ride? Yeah, I think she was just happy I was doing something. Doing something. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, he was, yeah. you know, he had always wanted to kind of own his own business or something like that, but we just never thought there was an opening for that or an outlet for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So you were taking it around consigning. Yeah, you know, I or trying I, to. Yeah, I had taken it uh, here to one of our local um, stores that I thought would do really well, and it just, you know, I don't think at the time it was a good fit. Um, so I took it to some stores in Tallahassee, and they they did take them on consignment. And we actually really started selling them. I mean, it was a it was crazy, you know. I, you know, I, I took them down to Kevin's in Tallahassee, and uh, the store manager there at the time he was very. You know, it was funny because, like, they'd see me coming, you know, and they're, like, people would just start scattering, you know. They'd run to the back door, you know, something. Anyway. But they, they did. They took them, and they, they eventually they would start buying them, you know, um, because they were selling so well. We started doing keychains and just all kinds of little stuff. And Heather's uncle, for whatever reason, I don't know why, he had given me a little coffee can of 9-millimeter nine millimeter, nine bullet casings. And I just had them sitting on my um, little work table in our second bedroom and um it was right around thanksgiving and heather she came she got home from work that afternoon or she i think she had been picked up by another farmer company for like a temporary kind of thing right so she was in between still and um she came in and we were talking about the thanksgiving coming up and uh she's like man i really wish i had some cool earrings you know to wear to thanksgiving and i'm like oh man we are flat broke i mean i can't even (laughs) I can't go to Walmart and buy you any earrings, you know? And um, so I'm like feeling bad, you know, and uh, I see those bullets sitting there and I'm like, well, I can make you some out of these bullets. And she was like, oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was this holy terror. Like, oh my God. Because, because in my defense, uh-huh. um, so I'm not the creative side of this coin. And so all I could think, and I didn't grow up in some hunting, fishing family, and so I think we may have had a shotgun somewhere in the house, you know, um, but I'm sure it was never loaded. And I don't, I mean, so I, my reference point for what he was talking about was completely off base. I didn't know, so all I so what were was, you envisioning when he said, I'll make you these earrings out of these bullets? What I were was you thinking, thinking? I was thinking a shotgun shell. I was thinking Christmas lights, like, because I had seen a friend of ours make these Christmas lights out of shotgun shells and I and that was what I associated as a bullet. I just didn't know. I was very ignorant. The difference between a bullet and a shell. A shell. I had no idea. And uh so, you know, I give this like deer and headlights look and then I kinda like rein it back in like, oh well, okay, well, all right, you know. At least he's trying to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We I mean how do you say no to that? Right. You can't say no. So I was like, Oh, okay. So carry on. So she's like, oh yeah, yeah uh, whatever. Um, I was like, no, let me let me try. I think I can do this. So she's like, okay. So she goes on downstairs and gets ready and goes to bed. So I stay up pretty much the rest of the night, sitting here looking at these bullets. Like, oh my god, well now I got to do something. You know, what am I gonna do? 
And um, so the week before, um, again, we were really poor at the time, and we still are, but we were really poor then. And I had gone to Lowe's. Our toilet upstairs had torn up. And so I had gone to Lowe's and bought the smallest little pipe cutter. I mean, that thing was like that big, you know, and you're doing this wheel and spinning it around to cut a brass pipe, right? And um, so I fixed my toilet with that, and I was like, golly, that's, that's all I got to cut something like this with. So I figured out how to, you know, hold this little bullet and cut it with the pipe cutters. And anyway, about 2 o'clock that morning, I finally had a pair of earrings. So you and, had a um, prototype at 2 o'clock that morning. I did. So I did. necessity really is the motherhood of it. Oh, absolutely. Like you, just, absolutely. you just made it work. Yeah. You yeah. just made it work. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. We, that's our... So when you got the gift... What well, did you think? So he like shows them to me and they're silver, right? And it was like a 40 caliber in of a shell. Okay, so for listeners who don't know what a 40 caliber is, like, so like si- a small, it was like a dime, like the size of a dime. Smaller. Smaller than a mm-hmm. dime. Yeah, so like. Head of a nail almost. Okay. Like a flathead mm-hmm. nail. Okay. Yeah. Like, like a stud earring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what mm-hmm. it was. And so I went, oh, well, those aren't bad. And I said, but they need a crystal in them. So, <laughs> Let's just because you, you know yeah. me. Because yeah. we I have mean, money to go buy crystals. Right. 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 I'm a girly girl. Right. So we drive down to, this is before Hobby Lobby in Tallahassee. So we drive down to <laughs> Michael's. Right. And, you know, I pick out this little bag of crystals and some hot glue or, or whatever kind of glue we decided to do it with. And so we glue these crystals in and glue the backs into the earrings, you know, into the back of the stud thing and I was like ah, perfect there you go and so we go to you know Thanksgiving and I mean every we have a large family Thanksgiving so everybody's like they're kind of, you know how like people are looking at you and you're not really sure like why what, why and so they would keep like kind of looking at my and they'd be like what you know like what is that because they were so understated you didn't know what you were, they really were looking at yeah. right it didn't say bullet, no, bullet, yeah, no, like, no. yeah. So it was very, it was a classic design, and it was something that, you know, you could wear with any and everything, and so, you know, but the one thing, you know, that we always love to point out when we're telling the story is the fact that, you know, there are no accidents, right? Mm-hmm. So the toilet tearing up is something that, if the toilet had not torn up, and he didn't have the little pipe cutter there, like, would we ever be sitting here today? Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of those threads that run through the past 11, 12 years for us that say, hey, you know, there are no accidents. So when you trip and fall and when you think something bad has happened, one of the things with South Life, you know, and we're skipping ahead in the story, but we have another example of that where South Life probably wouldn't exist in the capacity that it does if we hadn't had you know, what we thought was a really bad mistake. So um, we always like to point that out because I think, it's, and we still have the pipe cutter. Um, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. How yeah. neat is that? So yeah. once you created that prototype, mm-hmm. you wore it to the family, then what same. happened after that point? How you did you like, go to the next level? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was the same scenario. So he literally, we were like, huh, you know, and so people were like, well, you make, you know, family, will you make me a pair? Will you make me a pair? So he already had kind of some ends in these stores and in and around where he was selling the Cobra, parachute bracelets. Cobra cords. That was okay. our first company. Was Cobra cords. Cobra cords. Okay. My first show was the uh, Rattlesnake Roundup in Wigan. Yes, Wiggum. it was. That was my big debut. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I am loving this we story. We blew <laughs> it out of the water. We sold two whole bracelets. Yep. Two whole bracelets. Two whole bracelets. All day long. That's right. Yep. 
Uh-huh. So I think this is so cool. I mean, I'm so thankful that a you guys are being so honest about your story mm-hmm. because I what we hear a lot of times and we say this over and over again on our podcast, but really every new business idea that we hear about, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times the reason it doesn't make it is because that tenacity. They don't mm-hmm. realize that oh, yeah. there, there's so many obstacles yes. to getting to the final, yes. the final end goal. Like they have a dream. We yeah. keep hearing it over and over again. They mm-hmm. have a dream or maybe they're really good at making something uh-huh. or creating something, but they give up the first time they hear no or yeah. the 10th mm-hmm. time they hear or no. What about but if you, you have to keep on and on oh after the 150th time you've heard no. That's what we keep hearing. Or the things that were a no or a mistake ended up being what created you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, my dad gave us one time, and you know we didn't know it at the time, um, that it was going to be so, so what we needed, you know, but one of our favorite quotes is that, and it's like the Calvin Coolidge quote, mm-hmm. and it talks about, you know, persistence. And so, um, like nothing in the world will take the place of persistence. Talent will not, you know, education will not. All of these things that we think we need to succeed and mm-hmm. we're driven and told that we need to succeed, none of that. Genius will not. You know, education will not. Um, the world is full of er- educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. It's persistence. That's right. And so, and that's where I think, you know, we had so many struggles there in the beginning. You know, we would consign these things in these stores that he already had the relationships with, with Cobra Cords. And um, then, you know, it got to the point where people would actually buy them. But somebody told us, oh, you need to go to America's Mart in Atlanta. And so by this point in time, I had, we felt like we had you know, some background. You had something going on. We had something going on. And so we took all of the severance money that I had been given when I was laid off because we had kind of just, you know, kept it to the side. Again, the layoff. The layoff, yeah. The layoff brought you here, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God, the layoff, like, completely changed the trajectory of our lives. So we took that money and we said we will have – we will have a, um, we'll go to the thing in Atlanta, we'll go to the, the gift show. And so nobody told us that there was different gift shows. So we get all, we get our booth and we get all gussied up and we take it up there and we go to the wrong show. We spend all of our money. We go to the cash and carry. So yeah, I've been is, up there. So this I is where people are trying to get about. rid of yeah. their season's wares for wear really cheap. Yeah, I yeah. call it slinging out the church tables. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got those plastic church tables, and they're just trying. And so, you know. And there you are. And there you we did are. It all the way. Oh, we did it. All the way. Oh, we yeah. did it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we had it. So we didn't sell. I think we made we sold like one order. No, I, I sold. Well, I sold. Yeah. I sold one display of jewelry because. By the second day of the show, we were doing so bad, mm-hmm. she got deathly sick. Oh, yeah. She made herself sick. I was in the bed. Yeah. So sick because that was all of our money. Mm-hmm. It was all of our what money. A, what oh. a risk. Yeah. yeah. So Here's the other yeah. thing I always think for people listening that maybe have a dream to start a business. They drive by a business in Thomasville, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it <laughs> is beautiful like yours, and right. it looks well-established, and it's beautifully decorated, and... That just from the outside looked like you just snapped your fingers and now it's beautiful. But I don't think they've heard before all the steps you took to get there and the steps you're taking every day. Right. I mean, 
I guess you don't mind me saying this, like no. you have spoken many times to groups that have come through Thomasville and they're so impressed and you're like, well, thanks. Let me go see if I can make payroll. Correct. I right. mean, <laughs> correct. Right. Yeah. Like it was, it's still it was a struggle. A constant, it's a constant subject. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we all just lived through a pandemic that we never thought, you know, we would see. And Who how, knew that was coming? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a constant. Yeah. It's going to, going into business for yourself. Um, has pros and cons like mm-hmm. not going into business for yourself has sure. pros and cons absolutely so mm-hmm. how did you go from that stage where you eventually had a storefront and it became south life and yeah. leather goods where how did you go to that so the way that happened um we we kind of kept pushing through we we came home from that show in atlanta I mean, just totally broken and broke. <laughs> I mean, you were at your lowest low. Oh my God! Yeah, financially I mean, and physically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that was the that was the blow that God, we just man never thought that, that was would happen. Like, you know, bad decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like, how how do we keep doing this? You know, how do we keep messing up and you know not getting anywhere? But so we came on from that show, and somebody said, "Y'all need to go to Plantation Wildlife," and we were like. Yeah, just and like tell last. tell people what that is if they yeah. don't know. Okay. Yep. yep. So Plantation Wildlife Arts Festival um, is in Thomasville, Georgia, and that's where uh, they bring in artists and sculptors and makers from all over the world come in and uh, you know display their goods. And um, it's just a fantastic event. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. You know, it's just a fantastic thing for Thomasville. But there's like a target market there that you're able to sell to. Yeah. It's Just like the jewelry mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. geared towards maybe the hunter or the outdoorsman. It is. Because what Kelly had continued to do, mm-hmm. and like this is where he, he's really the driver of our our company and, and our bottom line. So he is the creator mm-hmm. like he so you're the, the business visionary. side marketing yes. and he's the yes. creative side i really i really try to create a line everything i've ever made i've had thomasville in mind mm-hmm. because we love thomasville pretty much everybody that we come in contact with that are in thomasville or visiting loves thomasville yeah. you know it's the, there's just something about thomasville that you don't get it anywhere else you go. I mean, it's just this warmth, you know, feeling. It's just this Community welcoming. Support. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. has a different look. It does. Thomas still has a it different does. look than There's other just something different about it. And I'm like, if I can create products that represent, reflect Thomasville, I think we'll be okay. You know, mm. and so that's what I've tried to do. You know, whether it was with the jewelry or the leather goods or whatever, I always have Thomasville in the back of my mind. So this know? arts festival that you went to um, was sort of your local debut mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Yes. And that was your platform for or your catalyst for really getting out there. Yes. Yeah. And had you started doing leather yet, or were you still just doing jewelry? So the only thing that I had done with leather are some bracelets. Okay. Um, I had a friend and um, he was making some stuff out of like rabbit pelts and just different stuff like that and he'd give me some of that and um so i was making you know the little bullet earrings and then we started making stuff out of shotgun shells and then i figured out how i could cut a shotgun shell off and attach it to something else you know so i started making some bracelets and putting shotgun shells on it and all that and um so we did we went and did plantation wildlife and we did very well thomasville opened up and embraced us i mean it was like Oh, you know, it's like 
okay, finally. Was you that know? sort of the um, the light that you needed to yes. know that like you're moving in, an, in yes. the right direction? Right. 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 And you're right. not in a storefront yet. No, you're no, not no, doing no, this no, from your house. Yeah, oh you're Lord, we were from your house. we were yeah. working out of our house. I started out. <laughs> I literally started out of a coffee can on a desk in our spare bedroom. And I had like one or two little tools and some glue, and that's all I had. <laughs> and um, so, you know, once we started doing the jewelry and it got more involved, then it, you know, overtook our sunroom. Mm-hmm. Well, then it grew a little bit more, you know, and then um, we started doing the leather bracelets and all that. And so we then, um, this is a funny story. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll really appreciate this. So, um, you know. I had tried to sell some stuff to Kevin's, um, and it was really bad, you know, what I took in there, because I, I had never made anything before, and, um, <laughs> you know, I, I went in there with this rickety With stand. your homemade stuff, yeah, yeah. it was horrible, y'all, and um, so I go in there, and I set the thing down on the counter, and Kevin's in there, and he is like, uh, I, I don't... I, <laughs> He's like, I don't you think don't this laugh is about that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm like, uh, okay. So you had to do the walk of shame back out with your little Almost. Fan? I almost did. This is another one of those times, though, oh. where something horrible turned into something great. <laughs> so silver lining. There's a silver lining. There is a silver lining in everything. You just got to look for it. Yeah. And um, so Kevin was like, no, nah, I don't think this is for me. And then he had a phone call. So he, he went on back to the back of the store. So one of the employees was like, hey, can you come back here and I want to show you something. I'm like, sure, you know, and uh, he was like, he took me back in the back and he, he was showing me some belts that had shotgun shells on them. Oh. And, I, and so I'm like, he said, can you make these belts? I said, absolutely. <laughs> we never made a belt. I don't even life. know that I owned a belt at the time. <laughs> I mean, I was a nurse and I was working seven days a week, so I wore scrubs all the time. Yeah. So I, I love this story. I didn't, you know, I was I like, I just love this story. I was like, yeah, it's got everything. Oh, you know, we got, got it everything. all. Got it. And, I, mean, that's, I mean, just the fact that you said, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't hesitate. I was and so like, Absolutely. I think a lot of people in life have to just throw their hat over the fence. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do it. Maybe yeah. they're scared of doing it, but you just try it anyway. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll never forget. I had I was going through one of my many um, degrees that I thought I was going to obtain in college, and I was going through <laughs> drafting school. And um, my instructor at the time, we were you know we were talking about you know going for job interviews or something like that, and uh, he goes, guys, you know one of the best pieces of advice I can ever give y'all is fake it till you make it. He goes, if one of your employees, employers comes in and asks you to do something, if you know how to do it or not, you say you do and you figure it out on the way, you know? So I've always kind of used, you know, had that mentality um, in the back of my mind. And so when he's, when the guy was like, hey, can you make these belts? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> it just came so out. The funny, it did. So the funny thing is he comes home and he goes, so um, we've got to, we're going to make some belts. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? And he's like, you know, Kevin's just like looking for somebody else maybe to make a belt. I mean, you know, the guy said that I could like bring a sample up there and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? I don't even know where to get leather stuff from. So we start trying to look for leather suppliers or whatever. So we find one and... <laughs> We, uh, you know, so we order, well, we try. Well, so we were going to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we have no money, right? We're broke. We're we broke. broke. So how are you going to get leather? Right. So we had a, so, you know, me being a pharmaceutical rep, right? And this is where, too, I think people need to understand. Most of the time for entrepreneurs and small business people, it's all on the line. 
It's all on the line. All mm-hmm. the time. All, all the time. Every day. So we, I, I was laid off at this point in time. And so I had a company car, you know, with my jobs. And so I had yet to get another job. So I had no car. And so we, we borrowed we, money from your mom. No, like, no, we, we cashed out. No, I cashed out my 401k. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, I yeah, cashed yeah. out my 401k to get money to buy a Grand Wagoneer. A 1988 Grand Wagoneer. You still had that when I moved here. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, you, I would see you in yes, that. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was a cool vehicle, yes. actually. It was the only thing I could have cashed out my 401k and afford. I well, thought it was a statement piece. I thought you were yeah. cool. I yeah, swear. Well, I was, Shelly. Um, so, so it we, was cool looking. So yep. we took that, and this is really important. So we took that to the Title Max, which was where the kickstand is now. Yeah. Which is Street. also where our first store was. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so we go in there and we pawn our title in order to buy a leather, hat of leather. A hat of leather. Um, I'm, I'm, so, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? We pawned our title so that we could buy a hide of leather. And yes. so when you to guys made possi- that, to, to possibly, possibly right, to possibly sell, we didn't even know you were going to sell. No, I had uh-uh. this, When you made that decision, uh-huh. because I mean, to me, this risk is very profound. Taking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh, is that risk when, taking? One mm-hmm. When a business owner is at that pivotal moment, mm-hmm. you know, that entrepreneur. Yeah. Did you guys have any sort of evaluation system? I mean, like, oh, surely, no. like, you didn't just be like, okay, we're just going to go do this. Oh, no, we did. You did? Yes. You just up and yep. said, we believe that we can make yeah. this belt work. Yes. Well, and that, so my mom yeah. was like, my parents found out that's what we did. And they were like, you don't ever do that. Like, what are you doing? And so. It was the only asset we had that we could liquidate. Yeah, it was the only know, thing or, we had. You know? And we weren't going to ask my parents for money. Like, yeah. we just. And so my mom was like, you know, go back up there, get your title back. I'm going to lend you the, the money to buy a, uh, this hide of leather. And so, you know, we did that. And so... How much is a hide of leather, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I, I mean, mean, at I know that the, point, gosh, I can't even remember. I can't even remember what it was now. To us, it was so much money at the time. Yeah. Because we didn't have anything. I mean, I yeah. think it was... It, it was, was like $600. $600. Okay. Yeah. $800. Yeah. Because I we think, had to buy the other stuff, too. Like... We I had think I got a, I think I got a thousand, I got, no, I didn't get a thousand dollars. I got $950 for my Wagoneer. Yeah, for the title. But we had to, wow. like. Shows you how awesome that vehicle right. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, but we had to buy, you know, it wasn't just the hot leather. It was we had buckles, to buy the, and the buckles and rivets. The cutters and, and the paint, paint. thing. Yeah. The, so it wasn't just like, just the leather. Yeah. And so, you know, so you're throwing it all out there. I love that Andrew's like, what was your evaluation system? No. We didn't even know there was an evaluation system. And I think that's so true of most people, again, who are just throwing their hat out there, taking a risk and just hoping that it's going to work out. And so many, nine out of ten, it doesn't work out Well, I guess that's really what distinguishes the successful, Mm -hmm. you know, not always. That's not really a true statement. But, I mean, you know, when you have a passion and a dream – if you're, you gotta have the grit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Persistence. Tell, tell them about the earrings when you would take my car to Tallahassee and consign. Because about the same time we were still trying to grow. Yeah. That's what I was gonna ask you. So as yeah. you're making this belt mm-hmm. that yeah. you promised you could make. Yeah. You're still making the oh, yeah. bracelets, making, the jewelry. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Are you still making the parachute bracelets? The what'd you call them? The cover yeah cover cords. Cover cords. Mm-hmm. We we had kind of started phasing out on that because. That was very labor intensive. I mean, you're everything you did. You were literally 
kind of not. Yeah. So my hands would just be like raw. Warped. I think the I other mean, they were thing horrible. I think the other thing to point out about this too is a lot of times the reason that we see people maybe not be as successful as what they want to be is they have an idea. And only that idea is what they're willing to work with and run with. Mm. And if we uh, had not transitioned and, you know, found, adapted, adapted and, right. and come up with more products and really listen to the customer and listen to feedback, you know, we wouldn't be. You wouldn't have gotten into no. leather goods. Well, we're the, other, yeah. we're the consummate pivoters. I mean, yeah. you have to. When you're a small business like this and it's me and her, we, I mean, you have to kind of go where... We can, interviewed Buffy uh, Spencer with receptions for you, and she said the exact same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh-huh. a there's a, I mean the same there are consistent theme with every small business and entrepreneur uh-huh. we're we're talking to, and that persistence, consistency, and ability to change and adapt mm-hmm. right, are the things that keep coming yeah. up. Right. So once you created the belt, then what did you do? So um, well, tell them the earring story because it's really the one. What happened this is another earring. mistake that leads you into a different direction. Well, it's just one of those things is we've probably been doing this probably close to uh, probably close to a year at this point when you because when you had this revelation. Yeah, well, I had been doing the the parachute stuff, but you know, I, we hadn't been doing the earring stuff that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this was in the very early stages because. Like I built these elaborate stands and all this for these earrings, but I hadn't gotten to that point yet. So I had finally gotten enough earrings made that I thought I could actually sell, right? And it took me forever because I'm hand cutting these things and Did scraping you have them any down. Help? No, it was just, just me. Just you. It was just me. I was like sanding them down on sandpaper, and I had a little Dremel <laughs> with a wire brush that I was like trying to clean them and polish them with, and the spokes off the wire brush would be coming and hitting me in the face, and I was like. <laughs> You know, and it's horrible. It's horrible, you know. And um, so I'm like, all right, I've got enough earrings. I'm going to find the best boutique in Tallahassee that I can find, and I'm going to go take these earrings to them, and I'm going to try and get them to buy them, right? So there was a there was a boutique at the time. I think it was called Blue Abaco down in Tallahassee. It's, it's no longer there. But um, so I didn't have anything to put these earrings in, and I'm like, well, I can't just put them like in a um, in a bag and take them down there. And <laughs> I'm like, he had different colored pencils like, and all of them. I need to be professional, yeah. right? So I go into my shed, and I've got this pegboard on my wall that I can like hang my tools on. I'm like, well, that has holes in it, so if I cut a piece of that out, I can just stick the earrings in there, right? So I did. I cut out like a foot square peg. <laughs> Are y'all not wall. amazed at how we're where we are? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I can only say wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't even think I had like earring backs at the time. I don't even know what had happened. But so I'm just like sticking these earrings in these little yeah. holes. And the holes are a good bit bigger than the earring post, right? So they're just like kind of wobbling. Right. All around. I was gonna say when I think of a pegboard, yeah. I think like it versus like the stud of an earring. Yeah, it was way bigger. bigger. Way the wall bigger. was way bigger. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't. I didn't have you a didn't lot think. Of work with. I didn't think. I Sometimes was just doing. Sometimes you don't think. You just do. So, do. so I put them in there, and I'm, you know, waiting. Heather, she did still have her company car. Yeah, that I have, time. yeah, because I think I had maybe gotten another job at this point or something. Yeah. So I was, I was waiting on Heather to come home. I think because we did have the Wagoneer, and I think it tore up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a tapper, so. Um, <laughs> All that tapping yeah. here. <laughs> that's me. On this podcast, that's his creative that's, energy. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah. so I was waiting on Heather to get home. She got home. She gets her stuff out of the car. I load the earrings in, and I take off to Tallahassee. 
I pulled Because I had free gas. Yeah, she was getting she had free gas. <laughs> so that's why I was taking her car. Yeah. Got it. Um so I'm sitting there and I pull up and I'm like, oh God, because I, I hadn't tried to really sell anything like this at this time. Uh-huh. You know, so I was really nervous. I mean Because he had been going into like, you know, these cobra cord things were like in fishing and hunting stores. Yeah, like a little that. more so comfortable. He, so that was my yeah. that was my comfort and, zone. And you yeah. didn't want to bring Heather with you to try to sell Jewelry. I didn't know any better at the time. If okay. I if I if I had really known who my wife was at the time, I probably would have just sent her down there because <laughs> <laughs> she is the salesman, not me. <laughs> so you, you know, apparently not. I mean, you, know, you learned the strengths and the weaknesses of each other. That's right. Yeah. Over time. yeah. Um, so I pull up and I'm sitting there for a little bit and I'm just like having to mentally, you know, give myself a pep talk and like you can do this, you know. I'm really nervous. I'm 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 really an introvert at heart. Like I hate anything public. I hate it. You know, I, I when I was in college, I, I dropped speech four times, <laughs> and the only way I ended up passing was they finally let us start videoing at home. So I would get a group of people in the video to start with, and I'd make them all leave, and then I'd do my video, and then I'd turn it in. So I you get, don't seem to have a problem now. Well, I, nobody's in here. Yeah, it's just us. It's just us. Yeah, no, I, I've come a, a little ways. It's still a challenge for me, but um, but I get out of the car. I open the back door to get these earrings out. I'm pulling them out of the car, and the door comes back, hits my elbow, and my earrings fly up in the air because they're the holes are too big. They all come on the ground. They go under the car. They're this everywhere. is the saddest thing I've ever heard. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm literally standing there oh. looking at all this stuff on the ground. And it took him probably days to make. Oh, weeks? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. At that time, yeah. it was horrible. I mean, I was just like, "Are you serious? This is not happening." Were you ready to throw in the towel? I was, and I, I literally sat there looking at these earrings on the ground probably for ten minutes, and I, I'm having an internal conversation with myself, and I'm like, "Pick them up. You're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this." What do you do? You've got, you can go anywhere and get a job. You're a nurse. I'm what are you doing? Picking up earrings right. off the floor. I can go do right. whatever I want right. to do, you know? And um, what you just said, yeah. some, that little voice in, in the back of my mind said, pick them up. You've come this far. What do you got to lose? Pick them up and go in there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I did, and they bought the whole tray. No. The whole tray. No <laughs> questions asked. They were like, and oh, my it, God, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Yeah. Bought them all. Yeah. And so, you know, that was... That has kind of been, that's the epitome of how you see the store now. And there's been all these pitfalls along the way and all of these holes that you just think you're going to, you know, for the longest time, I said, all I feel like we do is I dig out of a hole every day. You know, that's all I feel like I do. I felt like that for years and that we're just in this hole and every day, you know, you're fighting to get out, but by the end of the day, you're all covered back up again. And so you're fighting to dig out. And so... I think it's that whole persistence thing and it's the whole, you know, just the whole story. And, you know, Kelly for the longest time was like, no, like this is, this is great. And and we had almost instant success. And so from the standpoint of, of people like the product product, and bought mm -hmm. the product. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We never had to beg people to buy it, to buy it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's, I think that's very important mm -hmm. uh, to know is that people were buying it. And that was probably when I say, when I asked earlier, like, did you guys like, you know, kind of like have like an evaluation? Mm -hmm. People asking for it was your evaluation. That was your Mm -hmm. motivator to keep going because you were getting that 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 reinforcement. Yeah. From others. And so, yeah. And the interesting thing about the product at the time was if I could take the product to a store and show it to them, almost 10 times out of 10, they took it. 
Now, if I cold called mm-hmm. somebody I did not know somewhere sure, else and said, hey, it. I'm Kelly Abbott yeah. with Lizzie mm-hmm. J's and I'm, I've am i got bullet earrings. You want to buy some? And they're like, heck, you know. Right. I still have. She's got a list. She's got a notebook. It's probably that is, two yeah. or three inches thick of when of we would cold call. We would go online and look um, and find yeah. companies and, and write the numbers down. Facebook, yeah. Instagram. You, didn't, yeah. you weren't selling anything yeah. on social media. Yeah. Twelve yeah. hours ago, you weren't selling anything on yeah. social media. And so, you know, it was before all that. So we would call, you know, these stores and try and get them to let us send them samples. They wouldn't even let you send them samples. Oh wow. So we realized, hey, we've got to get out there and you mm-hmm. know and go do call it face call. to face. So then we did go back to the right show in Atlanta. Um, and with new product, with new, mm-hmm. with, with new product, we went back mm-hmm. with earrings and everything that he had designed and developed and all these stores, you know, kept buying and, and people would give us feedback. Oh, can you make a bracelet? Can I make it near earrings, necklace, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went back to Atlanta and that's really kind of what, you know, jump started the business. Um, that's right. and so we ended up with, I think 5,000 wholesale, wholesale accounts across the country. You know, we ended up selling to 77 Bass Pro Shops, you know. Um, we ended up selling to Orvis. Um, Kelly has designed for probably four years running. He designed all of the artist gifts for the Ryman and the Grand Ole Opry. You know, we've done lifestyle collections for Little Big Town, Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert, um, Kelly Pickler. I mean, you name it. You know, we did it and backstage the Opry multiple times and all because of a broken toilet. All because of a broken <laughs> toilet and yeah. the bullet earrings. And some bullet yeah. earrings. And some bullet and, earrings. So yeah. you still have and some bullet later. earrings. We do still have bullet earrings. So that is the only piece in the jewelry store that you kept. Uh, jewelry that we've kept um, in the in the line. But you know, the interesting people a lot of times think that we started out with with the leather and we did not. You know, we started out with the jewelry yeah. and you know we like to talk about. I like to talk about, you know, God moving you forward when there's a circle that's been completed. And you're like, oh, that's the circle. That's the step. I can step on that step now. Uh, And I can move forward to the next thing. And so he wanted to open a store in 2015 because I was strung out with, you know, we had reps on the road, repping our product. We were in, we were doing all of the shows all across the country. We were doing, we were in two permanent showrooms in Atlanta. I mean, just, you know, mm-hmm. and Why? we had Lizzie J's and South Life at the time. So it was two things, two of everything. And so, you know, he goes, I want to open a store. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, everybody has already bought everything we've done. You know, I mean, You're like, like, what else is what there else? for Who's people? Who's going to shop in our store? Nobody's going to shop in our store. And because at the time we had two bags in one color leather. That's all we had. So everything was like the earrings and the jewelry right. and like all this stuff. And I think the other important piece of this is, you know, that Orvis had ordered from us. And the only reason we have bags right now to this day is because they, they did one big order and we had to invest in some, some machinery and stuff and some leather dyes at the time we didn't know anything about. So we bought those things and they were, it was a, a expensive capital expenditure for us at the time. And um, they wanted desk blotters and placemats. Okay, so oh, again, so we their like, request, mm-hmm. yes, their request to that's right. This well, next no phase, their yes, their request, but their lack of reorder. They ordered one time oh. and put it in a catalog, and that was it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. That's not good enough. Spin- oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, that's not going to We this. have all these pads. We have all this leather. Like, yeah. what are we going to do? Because you never, on a wholesale order, you never make 
your money on one order. Right. Like it's it's a volume deal. That's what you're. You know, that's why people get it at a discount. And so we, um, you know, during that point in time, you know, I went to Kelly and I said, you're, you have to make, you got, we got to make something else out of this. You know, they're not going to reorder. Oh my God, what are we going to do? And he looks at me and goes, I mean, I think I can make a leather pocketbook. And I went, what? And he goes, bullet earrings. (laughs) (laughs) I've done this before. before. Why aren't you bullet Yeah. So that's how the bag line started was because of something else that we thought was a colossal failure, such a closed door. You know, um, so it's... And I'm so happy because I love your bag. Yeah, We love that you I mean, that's a great segue into our conclusion. We have about five minutes left Uh on the podcast. So, I mean, bullet earrings, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start using that with my husband whenever he thinks I'm, like, not right or wrong. Uh I'm like, bullet earrings, but I have to tell the story. Uh Um, But, I mean, what a great... What a great storyline for people to really see the real behind real world. The oh yeah, real world. So how long have you guys been in business since the beginning of the parachute bracelets? And I keep forgetting the name. The Cobra Cords. It was Cobra Cords. It really started about 2009. Okay, so from 2009 mm-hmm. until 2022, and you guys mm-hmm. are now currently on Broad Street, mm-hmm. fully functioning store, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. We make everything in the store. So everything that you see in our store, leather good, we make it right and you're there selling in online. the store. You didn't we have do. that before. We totally not. different world now. No, completely would you world. have ever imagined though no. during this process this is where you would be now? No, absolutely not. No. So where you start is not where you're gonna end up. And I will no. say this, I, I made fun of Andrea asking the question about the valuation, but I know you now, Heather, mm-hmm. and you evaluate everything. Mm-hmm. Like you have learned through the years that you mm-hmm. have to do that and you're a numbers mm-hmm. person and mm-hmm. and you run those numbers all mm-hmm. the time. So you've learned that process yes. during this yes, too. I think that you know, that's what's so that's what's so special about, you know, being on being an entrepreneur is when you fall and make those mistakes you know, you're going to learn from it Mm -hmm. and you're going to figure out how not for that to happen again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, and I also think too, that there is a somewhat of a proclivity for a natural skill set, right? So we all have a natural God-given skill set and we all are created to do something. We have a specific thing that we are supposed to be here doing. Apparently ours is making leather pocketbooks. However, um, within that, I think that you also have the responsibility to learn new skill sets. Mm -hmm. And so for me, for the longest time, I was like, I can't do this. I wasn't, this isn't how my brain works. This is, you know, it was very, very intimidating to me. But look at all that you've learned about business. Right. I mean, you would have never guessed. But you you? have to dig it and, and ask questions and ask for resources and ask for help. And, you know, for the longest time, we were kind of scared to do that because you think people are going to judge you or people aren't going to share or be helpful. But that is not what we have experienced. I mean, anybody that we've asked for help or how do I do this or where can I go to get this information? I mean, everybody's an open book. You can't do it all yourself. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, you got to no. learn from others. You're not born with all of it. You've got to do some some education, some self-education. That's you know? good advice and lean on mm-hmm. others. Yeah. strengths that are your weaknesses mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well, so i'm going to ask the last question okay. we asked this of the last married couple we had that were entrepreneurs uh-huh. what's it like working with your husband and wife oh, how does that work <laughs> i guess that's okay, going to depend so on who you're asking do we need to have like a 
second episode yes, on this one? I think one? we do. I yeah. think that we might do. be a loaded question, yeah. Shelley. But if yeah. you guys can answer in like 2.5 minutes. I mean, it's, you know, anybody that says it's amazing all the time is lying. They are liars. <laughs> liars. They're liars. They're liars. <laughs> Shelley and I have very, we have very specific skill sets. We're very yin and yang. And so it took us a long time to get to, there, to get yeah. there, and to say, "This is your lane. This is my lane." Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but it is great to be able to be with that person every day. You know, we're, I mean, we're business partners. You know, so I am married to my business partner, and so when you can have that respect level there, and you trust. know, and trust, right, that they're making the best decision for me. Um, you're in it together. That's right. Yeah. 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 And all the risk is clearly, um, provided for Mm -hmm. all this reward. Yeah. And you're giving back to the community. I mean, you're, you know, I think you guys come on the podcast today and sharing your real story Mm is going to help that next person that's struggling right now. Mm -hmm. If they hear it and they're thinking like, you know, I'm going to throw in the towel Mm -hmm. and just making sure like they keep keep, going. Yeah. Yeah. Persistent. You didn't weigh in on what it was like to work with your wife. So. Oh, I thought that was going to be on the next episode. Oh, <laughs> oh that was a really slick answer. That was. That was yeah. good. That's good, Heather. That was good. Uh, <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, it's... It, 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 Do you have any other choice but to say that at this point? I, I'm shaking my head, no. It's great. Um, it's great. It is great. No, it's, you know, it's, it's a struggle sometimes, you know, because, you know, as a creative person, me and her as the business person those two things don't always line up, you know, like oil and water sometimes it is Heather. She likens me to water. She, this is what she likes to say. So if you take a glass of water and you pour it out on the table and it goes everywhere. So she always has this thing where she's like mimicking, trying to like keep the water in, the, you know, From contained. Right yeah. yeah. Like that's Contain her. you and your creativeness. That's yeah. Right. And yeah. it's a lot. I, I feel for sometimes cause I'm, I am all over the map. If it's in his head, it has to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would just say this in conclusion. People need to go to South Life. They need to look at it online, Instagram. It's beautiful product. Yes. And we're so beautiful glad product. you're here in Thomasville. Mm. We, we are really are. thankful y'all. Thank y'all for all your support yep. over the years. Yep. Thank you Thank for you. being here and for investing in our community. So join us next time on Let's Talk Thomasville. Mm-hmm.